guys, what's up? What's happening? What's going on? What's going down? What's cracking? What's popping, right? I just think I covered them all. Hope you guys are kicking ass today. Holy shit, it's a nice day in Clearwater, Florida. I got to tell you, I know I'm doing it again, bragging about the weather. Sorry, all seven of you can kiss my ass. Anyway, so uh, actually, I think there's 12. Anyway, so um, you're listening to Daily Drives. Uh, this is a podcast about, well, just about everything. But uh, this year, 2019, I am focusing primarily on uh, health and wellness, that being physical health, mental health, and financial health. All of the things that I know a lot about or have experienced a lot in my life. By the way, I'm Jason and I'm your host. Once again, this is Daily Drives. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And on top of that, I ask you to do me a small favor, uh, and that is to please share any episode that you find value in. So if you're listening to this right now, and at the end of this, you say, man, that was some really good information, I want you to share that on your wall, uh, share it on your page, share it via email, however you want to do it, it's perfectly fine. Uh, But I ask that you do that for me because... That's how this thing grows and we reach more people. You can be a part of this. Uh, it's all about reaching people and helping people out with, uh, you know, daily problems. You know, and I'm talking about the average Joe, guys. Like, you know, the, the you and me is in the world, right? I'm nobody special. I'm not smarter than anybody else. I'm not better looking than anybody else. Well, I might be a little bit better looking. Anyway, but, uh, you know, my point is that I'm no different than anybody else out there. And most of the people out there are no different than me. Uh, and you and everything else, right? And we all deal with little things here and there and whatever uh, in our own worlds. And it's nice to know that you're not alone. Uh, Today, I want to talk about one thing that's very, very, very dear to my heart. uh, And one thing that I I feel like is is crushing the world of of people that I've known throughout my life around me, right? And, and, And this is drug addiction, guys. It's drug addiction, all right? Listen, uh, some of you out there have never had to experience uh, drug addiction for yourself, whether that uh, would be you know you being the drug addict or you know a, a close friend or family member being an addict. You've never had to experience that. For you, uh, I, I say that you're lucky. You're lucky because it's a very very common thing these days. I got an email the other day, uh, just last week, from a woman that I used to work with. I used to date her daughter. Uh, for like a couple of months there, I was, I don't know, I was like 17 or 18. I was very young. Um, I don't know why. I don't remember why we didn't continue to go out, but we didn't, I don't know, whatever reason we weren't together for very long. And, um, we went our separate ways and never really talked to each other anymore. I mean, you know, that's how it goes, right? We, we forget things and, and that kind of stuff, right? We forget things. We forget, it's not that we forget people necessarily. It's just that they're not, uh, in the forefront of our mind. Anyway, she, she sends me this email to let me know that uh, the girl, Alicia, that I was dating way back in the day, 25-ish years ago, whatever, um, had died uh, from a drug overdose. Apparently, she was pretty bad for several years, and um, her mom begged her to get help from what she tells me uh, over and over again, and it just never happened. So... She ended up, you know, going down the path that a lot of folks that become drug addicts do, and and that's taken a little bit more than they could handle for one reason or another, Um, and and here we are. She she passed away 
at like 39 years old, you know what I mean? Or she might be 38. Um, well, she might be 40. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that's pretty fucking young to die. Don't you agree? It's a pretty young age to leave this earth with all of the potentials and the possibilities and the opportunities that could come your way over the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Um, it's pretty depressing to hear about somebody who you were at one point in time kind of close to uh, who you know, wasn't able to, to escape the grasp of drug addiction. Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about this today uh, because if you're in Ohio, and there's a good chance most of you that are listening are in Ohio, I know that's, that's where most of my fan base is, uh, most of my listeners are from the area where I'm from, and you guys see it every day. You see the people who are fucked up. You see the people who are obviously on major pills or heroin or um, meth or, you know, those are the, the, the big ones around there, the, the heroin and the meth, and of course... Um, when you have heroin, that also includes things like Suboxone, which is legalized heroin. Uh, it's what the doctors give heroin addicts to come off of heroin. <laughs> so it's a drug to fix drug addiction that's also addictive, which is completely stupid in my opinion. But um, anyway, I, I don't want to talk about, today I don't want to talk about the pharmaceutical industry and their, um, you know, their, the direct correlation that, that, that these particular drug companies and their drugs have with the drug addiction that we're dealing with. Uh, in the Midwest and in, in West Virginia and in Indiana and Ohio, Kentucky, um, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about how much I blame the pharmaceutical companies. Not today. Today I want to talk about how you know, how you know when somebody that you know or you love uh, is, is involved in drugs. You know, what are the signs that somebody is going down the wrong path and then what you yourself can do about it. Um, let's start out with some of the signs that a loved one is getting fucked up, right? A loved one is, uh, a loved one's doing drugs. The first thing that I look for is a lack of communication. So for example, you have a friend that you talk to on a regular basis. All of a sudden they fall off the face of the earth. You don't hear from them. You don't, you don't talk to them. You don't see them. Um, unless they have a new girlfriend or boyfriend, the only other possibility is that they're doing things that they don't want people to know about, especially people that they love and respect. So if they love and respect you, they're probably not going to communicate with you because they know that you're going to be able to figure out that there's something not right about them and then that's going to make them have to answer some questions that they don't want to answer, you know? Because at the end of the day, uh, the way that drug addiction works is it really kind of changes your, your perspective, your, your mindset on how things work in the world, right? Because the addiction itself grabs a hold of you and doesn't want to let go. Your body is physically addicted to a chemical. It feels like it has to have this chemical in order to survive. So specifically heroin, when you're coming off of heroin, you literally get sick. I mean, desperately fucking ill, throwing up like the shits, sweating, like you name it, um, flu-like symptoms times 10 or even 100, and you can actually die from, you know... Uh, from coming off things like heroin. It's a possibility, right? And one of the big mistakes that addicts make is they get clean 
and you know they go to rehab for let's say a month and they get clean and they come out going I'm not doing that shit again I'm not doing that shit again but they go right back to the friends that they hung out with before when they were using and guess what those friends are doing they're still using so now the friends like hey you know one last shot you know for old times sake let's hook this up a person's been clean for a month or two months or six months or whatever and they think that, okay, one shot's not going to kill me. I'm, I'm not going to go back onto it after just, you know, one more hit. I'm going to be fine. And what happens is they think that they still have the same tolerance that they had months ago when they were doing it all the time. And they take a rather large dose and that's where the, over, uh, that's where the overdose actually happens. That's, that's when that actually takes place. A lot of times... When you see um, a heroin addict, for example, who has overdosed, usually that's what had happened. They got clean, tried to stay sober for a while, got back into it, and took entirely too much. That's generally what happens. I don't know that that's what happened to my old friend Alicia or not. Um, I, I didn't ask about the details. Mom was obviously crushed uh, by the news and, and really didn't have a lot to say other than she just wanted me to know. And um, apparently I had made enough of a positive impact on the lives of not just her, but, you know, the daughter that I dated and also the sisters. Um, so I made enough of a positive impact on them that they felt it was necessary to reach out to me and let me know what had happened. So moving right along, symptoms of drug abuse. They can be physical symptoms uh, or behavioral symptoms, right? Some of the physical symptoms... Um, according to drugabuse.com, obviously you've got you know bloodshot or glazed eyes, dilated or constricted pupils, abrupt weight changes, problems sleeping or sleeping too much, you know nodding off uh, in the middle of a sentence is always a good sign that something's not right. Um, looking unkept, someone that would normally be dressed up with makeup and nice hair and nice clothes and things like that, uh, suddenly looking frumpy, no makeup and, and that kind of thing. Uh, or someone who would normally be physically active, you know, going out and doing stuff, all of a sudden not doing those things anymore and, and spending more time inside their house and, you know, not going places or just hanging out with a certain group of friends, those kinds of things. Um, it lists unusual body odors, but I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know if you can call it a symptom, especially if you have a teenager that might be on drugs because sometimes they have unusual body odors anyway, right? Um, you know, poor physical condition I kind of talked about. So those are some of the physical symptoms, but a lot of those you're only going to see if they're high. You know, bloodshot, glassy eyes, dilated pupils, you know, those kinds of things you're only going to see if they're actually high right now. Right? You're not going to see those things if they're clean, if they're sober, but they could be sober for two days and then bam, you know, all fucked up. Behavioral symptoms are the ones that I think that you should pay the most attention to. For example, if you have a friend that's normally really happy-go-lucky and nice and, and, you know, always positive and things like that, who's all of a sudden, you know, down about everything, depressed or angry, you know, or um, suddenly used to have a lot to say and now has nothing to say, Right? changes in attitude or personality. That, that's a, a key sign right there. There could be other things going on too, but drug addiction is one of those things. You know, lethargic, you know, somebody who is constantly like sleeping or, you know, not getting enough sleep or talking about how they need to get more sleep or, you know, things like that when they normally don't. Um, and, and, you know, withdrawing from friends and, 
um, social media and family and things like that, you know? If suddenly someone is experiencing a lot of depression or they're not around a lot, those are, are some kind of, you know, dramatic changes. And those are some of the signs that can tell you, hey, this person might be using drugs. And now guys, I smoke pot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Pot is not an addictive drug. There's nothing in marijuana that is addicting. Nothing. Not once have I ever gone two or three weeks without smoking weed and said, oh, I'm sick or, you know, oh, I don't feel good or I'm, I'm experiencing withdrawal symptoms from marijuana. It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. Okay? Anyone that tells you otherwise is full of shit. So, Mr. Sessions, you can kiss my ass. Schedule one drug. It's bullshit. Right? THC is going to help you more than it's going to hurt you. Worst case scenario, you're going to sit on the couch and eat a bunch of chips and get fat. Right? But you're not going to overdose. You're not going to go rob somebody to get weed. Right? It's not going to happen. You're not going to start lying to your family and friends about what you've been doing. Unless they seriously oppose pot. In which case, there's your sign. Right? What do you do if you, uh, you, know, you smoke pot but you don't want to tell your parents? You hide that shit from them, right? Yeah. So it's the same exact thing. However, the big difference is pot's not going to kill you. And some people call it a gateway drug. Bullshit. The gateway drug is other people. That's the gateway. All right? It's not, it's not pot. It's not cigarettes, even though cigarettes are, are way worse than pot. So... If you're noticing some of these signs in a friend or a loved one, what I'd like for you to do is reach out to them and fucking ask them, dude, what's going on? You've been lethargic lately. You've been sleeping a lot lately. You've been nodding off in the middle of conversations. You've been depressed a lot lately when normally you're a very happy-go-lucky person. You're angry all the time. What's going on with you? And just ask them, dude, are you taking pills? Start with the pain pills question because that's where most people start with drug addiction is pain pills, pain medication, right? Things like, um, things like Vicodin, Percocets, right? Those are easy things to get a hold of. You can grab them just about fucking anywhere, walking up and down any street in Nelsonville, no problem. So that's how it starts. Are you on pills? And then it graduates from pills to something stronger because pills are fucking expensive. So people want something that's cheaper and still gets the job done. Then they find things like heroin, right? Heroin's very inexpensive. It doesn't cost a lot of money for a three-day fucking supply of heroin. I think it's like maybe 20 bucks for a small bag like that that could last you a two or three days, right? So it's not a lot of money. It's a lot easier to get in touch with that than it is a pill that costs four or five bucks a piece and is only going to last you a couple of hours, right? Ask the question. Don't be afraid. Straight up fucking confront them. That's what you can do. The best way to reach out to is face-to-face, -face, right? Because it's easy to dodge things via text message or email or even a phone call or direct message. It's easy to dodge things, right? You confront them face to face and you're going to start seeing if they're doing something that they're not supposed to be, you're going to start seeing them getting uncomfortable. That uncomfortable 
look that they have about them, their, their body language that's telling you that they're not happy with this conversation should immediately tell you that the answer to your question is yes. The next thing that you have to do once you've determined that you have a friend or a family member or a loved one who is obviously doing drugs, getting high, and going down the wrong path, you've got to ask them if they want to continue on this path. Ask them. They're going to tell you, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Those are the answers you're going to hear. You're also going to get, they're, they're going to get mad at you for even asking. Seriously, this is going to happen, guys. They're going to get pissed off that you even suggested that they're on drugs. Now, once you've asked these questions, that person, if they are, in fact, doing drugs, they're going to realize that you are on to them. And they're going to begin to distance themselves from you, which is only going to confirm your suspicions. When that happens, and it will, when it happens, your next step is to talk to all of their friends, their family members, their loved ones, the people that mean the most to them, the people who love them the most, the people that they have the most respect for. You're going to get in touch with all of them. Every single one. Mom, dad, brothers, sisters, spouses, cousins, nephews, uncles, whatever. Anybody that is a good fan of the person who's doing the drugs, you need to contact them and let them know what you feel and why you feel the way that you feel. And if they're not certain as to why you feel this way, refer them to this podcast episode. Refer them to places like, you know, uh, drug addiction dot org or drugabuse.com. You know, refer them to places like that where they can get the facts for themselves. Because they need to know what's really going on. And when they find out what's really going on, they're going to be just as concerned as you and they're going to want to reach out too. And the next best thing that can happen at that point is everybody's on the same page and you stage an intervention. I've done this. It works. I promise you. I promise you. I have done this with a little brother of mine on his 30th birthday, got all the family members together in one house, which was the first time that that had happened since my parents got divorced, right? And we all tackled him and explained that we knew what was really going on. And we gave him an ultimatum. We gave him a choice. And this is going to be the hard part, guys. This is the fucking hard part. I'm going to tell you now, it's not fucking easy, but you have to do this. You have to give them an ultimatum. Get clean or get the fuck out. I know what you're thinking. Jason, that's really tough. That's some tough love right there, Jay. I don't know if I can do that. It's my kid, you know? It's my spouse. It's my best friend. It's my brother, my sister. I can't do that. I can't just put them out on the street. The fuck you can't. Because this is what needs to happen. They have to get very, very, very uncomfortable and very quickly. They have to hit rock bottom before rock bottom is death. Rock bottom is getting kicked out of your house, having no place to live, no job, no money, no way to get the drugs that you need in order to keep yourself from feeling dope sick. That's rock bottom, guys. You've got to get them there because the, the only way that they're going to get clean is by making the decision on their own to do so. You can preach to them. You can have as many interventions as you want. You can make them all the promises in the world, but until they have decided that they no longer want to live this lifestyle 
They're going to continue to hide it from you. They're going to continue to lie to you. They're going to continue to tell you how great everything is when everything's not fucking great. I promise you, this is what's going to happen. I know it first fucking hand. Three of my siblings have gone through this. Three. (laughs) I have six siblings total. 50% of them have gone through this. No fucking joke. Don't believe me? Read the Judge Mathis freaking blog. That guy used to be all kinds of fucked up. He'll tell you I'm right. Absolutely right in this. They're going to get mad. They're going to yell. They're going to scream. They're going to hate you. They're going to cry. They're going to call you a hypocrite. You've done drugs before. All of those things are going to come out of their mouth. All these things that are going to hurt you are going to come out of their mouth. You have to remember that it's not them talking. It's the addiction talking. Some people say that addiction is a choice. I agree that beginning the addiction is a choice. You're not choosing to be an addict, yet you're choosing to do things you know could cause that kind of behavior. But once that addiction grabs a hold of you guys, it's no longer a choice. Right? You don't feel like it's a choice anyway. They don't feel like it's a choice. They have to be made to understand how devastating this can be, not just to themselves, but to the people that love them. You have to kick them out of the house. You have to tell them, rehab or a fucking homeless shelter. You take your pick because you're not staying here if you're going to keep doing this shit, period. I know. I know it's hard, guys. I know it's hard. It has to be done. You're doing it for them. When they hit rock bottom and they decide, I don't want to do this anymore, they're going to reach out to you. They're going to say, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I want help. I need help. I want to get done. I want to be done with this. I want to get clean. I want to be sober. I want to be there for my family. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there for my spouse. I want to be there for my brothers and sisters. I don't want to do this anymore. And when they've finally made that decision, now you can start helping again. Now you can give them a place to live. Now you can help get them into rehab. And now you can make sure that they get to their fucking meetings. Now you can make sure that they they completely destroy and remove any relationships that they had while they were using, with the people that they were using with. They can't go back to those friends. They can't go back to that. They have to get rid of them. As sad as it might sound, it has to be done that way. Has to be. No other fucking choice, guys. No other fucking choice. Once you've finally given that ultimatum, you have to stick to it. All right? If you don't, they're never going to reach rock bottom. So do yourself a favor. If you think someone is, is an addict... Reach out to them and ask them. Ask the hard questions. Find out what's going on. Do some research. Look this shit up. Don't just take my word for it. Even though my word is good, I promise. And even though they're going to get mad at you, and even though they're not going to like what you have to say, you got to tell them anyway. You're going to do it. You're going to be honest with them because that's what they deserve. They deserve for you to be honest with them. If you love them, you will be honest with them. If you don't love them, then you will not be honest with them, and now you are enabling them. So either be an enabler 
or be a reason for getting sober. Those are your two choices. That's all I got for you today, guys. Drug addiction is killing a lot of people. Reach out to your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody that you care about that you think might be using and start asking the questions. And then make sure that if they're going to continue that behavior that you don't have anything to do with them. Because by doing so, they're going to start seeing their friends falling off left and right. And now the only friends that they have are addicts and they're going to hit rock bottom and they're going to want to help. Let's help each other. Let's help each other. Until I talk to you again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Take care.